1: Get it on. I'm Mike Boyle. and Welcome to a special hour, a special edition of the Mike Boyle Restaurant, Travel, Movies, Books, Sports, Whatever I Feel Like Talking About show. Today, we are going to talk about, have you listened with any frequency? Have you listened with any regularity? Have you heard about America's Loneliest Highway? Yep. I'd be willing to bet that... 90 percent, 95 percent, 98 percent of the people that visit Las Vegas from California coming east or Colorado, Utah going west, they go on Highway 15. Yep. Maybe from Colorado, they go into Utah. Then they take 15 down through Mesquite and they go into Las Vegas. Maybe from California, you just come over the Baker grade and you come into Las Vegas. If you're going to Reno, coming out of San Francisco, Sacramento, Lake Tahoe, you're going east on 80. If you're coming from Colorado, Wyoming, you are on 80 going west. So can we agree that probably... 90, 95, 98% of people that drive through the state of Nevada use those two roads. Well, there's a couple of other highways that are really pretty unique, pretty scenic and off the beaten path and really enjoyable to travel. And one of those is Highway 50, and it enters from Utah or California, and then it goes diagonally up to Carson City, Reno. And if you went on into California, you'd go into Lake Tahoe and Truckee. And it's called America's loneliest Highway. And then you say, well, Mike, you're trying to get to Santa Barbara to visit your daughter and son-in-law. Aren't you going to be a little farther north? Yeah. So then you swing down out of Fallon, F-A-L-L-O-N. And you go along the Nevada-California border, and you come down to Hawthorne, Nevada. Do you know what Hawthorne, Nevada is known for? Well, I'm going to tell you. And then you pull into Tonopah. I've been to Tucum, to Tucum, Cary, to Hatchapi to Tonopah. Anyway, and then you continue south, and you get to Beatty, Nevada, and then you cut into California. And you know what? They're all two-lane roads. They're all the rural routes of America. They're all places that do justice to this country. I've always said that traveling in the interstate serves a purpose. You're in a hurry. You want to get where you want to go. But they don't do America justice. If you want to see America, you've got to get off the freeways, off the interstates off the beaten path, and enjoy some of these little towns and what they have to offer. So what we're going to do, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to fire up the car, and we're going to take a little drive. We're going to take a little road trip, and I will tell you this. I enjoyed every minute of it, and I think that you would, too, if you took the time to make the trip, and hopefully you will take the time to listen to this segment and enjoy a little bit of this travel segment here on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Travel, Movies, Books, Sports, and Whatever We Feel Like Talking About show. All right, so let's take a break and come back and fire up the car on the restaurant show. back to the Mike Boyle Restaurant Travel, Movies, Books, Sports, Whatever We Feel Like Talking About show, and we're going to talk about America's Loneliest Highway. Life Magazine, in July of 1986, wrote an article about America's loneliest highway. It's a two-lane road that goes from the Utah border all the way up diagonally up to Highway 80 in Reno. And they talked about how there was no, you better have a sat, we're talking 1986 now, you better have a sat phone with you. Uh, You better have plenty of water. Make sure that your gas tank is topped off every chance you get. Make sure you have food in case you have a problem because there is no traffic out there. And they're talking about July of 1986, so I've got to tell you something. I just drove it, and there's not a lot of traffic out there in early 2024. So let's do this. Let's go ahead and fire up the car, and uh, I'm going to take you on a little road trip here on the restaurant show.
0: Now it's time for a new feature on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, where we talk about restaurants, movies, books, sports, and travel. On the road again, just can't wait to get on. That's right. We all like to travel, and road trips, local, regional, on less than a tank of gas are the best. Brought to you by Castle Rock Autoplex, where, whether new or used, you can have your choice of Chevys, Fords, Jeeps, and more. So let's hit the road with Mike. All
1: right, so recently I did a show on an alternate way to get to Las Vegas if you are in Colorado. And I'd be willing to bet you that just can I see a show of hands of everybody out there who has driven I-70 into Utah, picked up Highway 15. Maybe you stopped in St. George, Utah to give yourself a little bit of a break. Maybe you swung off and saw Arches National Park or Zion National Park before you got to St. George. Maybe you went to Mesquite, Mesquite, Nevada. Or maybe you just drove all the way straight through to Las Vegas. You wanted to get checked in. You wanted to start playing those machines. You wanted to get your tickets for some big show. Can we agree that probably 90, 95, 98% of you listening to this show, that's the way you've been to Vegas? Sure, of course, you could fly in it. And maybe you've got to win a Winnebago. Who knows? But you know what I'm talking about. So when I read about this, I said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take I-70 to Highway 15. But then as soon as I get on 15, I'm going to swing off and check out America's loneliest highway. So recently there was the threat, as there often is in the winter in Colorado, of a snowstorm coming through. And it was going to be a big one. So I said, you know what? I loaded Bailey, the Mexican street dog, in my car, and I said, let's leave. Let's beat it. Let's get up early and get out of Dodge. And what we're going to do is we're going to drive. Yeah, we're going to go through Georgetown and Silver Plume. I'm not going to stop at a coffee shop I mentioned on the road. We're going to drive over through Summit County and over Vail Pass. And we're not going to stop in Minturn, at the Sunrise Cafe and get a muffin. We're going to keep going through Glenwood Springs and Grand Junction, and then we're going to go to Green River, Utah, and then we're going to keep going. Easy drive so far. We're going to take that drive until we get to the west side of Utah. And there, there is a town off of Highway 15 called Holden, H-O-L-D-E-N. And we took little Highway 50, and we went up to Hinkley and Deseret, and we drove about another hour, and then we entered Nevada. And there, right when you cross the border is where America's loneliest highway kind of officially starts. And you know what? They've got a... Passport, the official Nevada Highway 50 survival guide, the loneliest road in America. And they tell you that if you stop in Baker, it's a nice little artsy, craftsy town. And that's the entrance to the Great Basin National Park. Well, we went into Baker, looked around, and then tried to go to the Great Basin National Park. Well, the visitor center was closed. Of course, it was closed. It was a Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Government employees, who knows why they were closed. But at any rate, I said, well, let's continue on to Ely, E-L-Y. I didn't realize in my passport I was supposed to get a stamp from Baker and Great Basin National Park. So if you decide to do the drive, make sure you remember to get your stamps there. And then we pulled into Ely, E-L-Y. And a little more than a wide spot in the road, but not much. Stated to Ramada Copper Queen Casino. It was a nice, nice Ramada. Everything enclosed, a great indoor pool of. Sp- wonderfully warm jacuzzi. You've been driving all day. It felt good to soak in that jacuzzi. And we checked in. And just like about every property in Nevada, there was a gaming room, all kinds of slot machines, people playing Friday night, having a good time. Wanted something to eat. So I looked across the street and said to the front desk, clerk, La Fiesta, Mexican restaurant. He says, they do a good job. Nice people over there. Well, I didn't want to leave the dog in the room. I didn't want to leave him in the car, knowing that we could just walk across the street. So I'll tell you what happens. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'll fill you in on La Fiesta. We'll see you the I'm Mike Boyle. This is the Restaurant Show. All right, moving on on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Are you with me? I'm in Ely, Nevada, and folks, just about everything in Nevada centers around mining. Or the Pony Express. Yes, we were on the Pony Express Trail. Or railroads, because they put a lot of railroads out there so that they could get whatever they happened to be mining to the market. So I called the La Fiesta. And I said, can I bring my dog? And they said, absolutely, just bring him. We're happy to have him." You know how refreshing that is? We walked in. We were greeted. Come on over. They gave me a nice table. They don't put you out of the way. And we had a nice Mexican meal. Mine was a grilled chicken. It came with a salad. Came with some Spanish rice. They start you with chips and salsa. I asked for a side of bacon for the dog. They got that. It was just really nice. And one of the things that they started doing a number of years ago in Ely is they started documenting the history of the area with street art. I love top-quality street art. And one building might be a train. And one building might be Pony Express Rider. And one building might be a mine. But it's absolutely gorgeous art. You know, I'll always have a fond memory of when my daughter lived in Buenos Aires. I would go down to visit her, and she would take me out to the places that had street art. And you know, there's graffiti. That's something different. But street art is absolute the talent of some of these people is absolutely amazing. So we get a good night's sleep, we get a little bit of exercise, because just because you're on just because you're on vacation doesn't mean you don't get your exercise. So then we started driving, and one of the things that I noticed is I got a kick out of it. Because don't forget that it's about a 300-mile stretch of highway. So every town is going to be 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 miles apart because it's not a straight line. Although if you look up America's Loneliest Highway, you will see some of the two lanes just going off into forever. So we're all gassed up and ready to go. But I got a kick out of it because as we're driving, there would be areas that would say, summit up ahead, pull over to chain up, and they'd have a chain up area, and then you'd get to the summit, and it would be 4,700 feet, 5,400 feet, a couple of them were 6,500 feet. Well, in Colorado, we don't call something a mountain at 5,000 feet. That's a hill to us. But it was wonderful. And you get a lot of different weather. Two lane all the way. From the time we swung Highway 15 at Holden, Utah, I was not on a road that had the two lanes until I got out of Death Valley, California. And I'll take you through a little bit of that. But at any rate, we go on to Eureka. Eureka is the next town. I will tell you this. It was like the setting. It's got beautiful stone buildings, the courthouse. They've got an opera house there that has been used in movies, the Eureka. Did I say courthouse? The Eureka Opera House. And it's just been beautifully restored. It's terrific. But this is really the Old West. All the buildings are stone. All the buildings that aren't stone are that hard wood, dark, it's like the Long Branch Saloon. And you literally. In the town of Eureka, as you pull into town, you can see the other end of the town 300, 400 yards away. You almost expect to see Doc Holliday or Wyatt Earp or one of those guys come out and having a gunfight at Eureka, Nevada. It was great. Stopped off, talked to a couple of the local guys, and uh, stopped off and talked to a couple of the local guys. Just had a wonderful, wonderful time. The lady in charge of the Eureka Opera House that day is from Colombia. She's from Medellin. And we had a nice chat. And because of the cartels, she had left Colombia, moved to London, went back to Colombia. Said she had trouble finding a job. And I had to get going. So I didn't find out how she went from Medellin, Colombia, to Eureka. These are the... People that you meet. You meet the salt of the earth. People that are happy to work in the bar, work in the restaurant, work at a casino. And I'm not talking about a Vegas casino. I'm talking about being a hotel clerk. They're the salt of America. They were just wonderful. You're not going to see a lot of them at the Cherry Creek Mall. You're not going to see a lot of them asking to stay at the Broadmoor. But you know what? They're not some of the people that you also see in the private school parking lot waiting to pick up their kids at three o'clock in the afternoon. They're hardworking Americans, just wonderful, wonderful people. I mean, it was, it was just it was just fabulous getting to meet a bunch of these people. There are no signs on the roads, almost no signs whatsoever. You know, in Colorado, we have signs everywhere. And even when you're trying to drive to the mountains or you're trying to drive to Winter Park, there's speed limits. And don't do this and don't do that. And if you're in the fast lane, get in the slow lane. And if you're in the slow lane, allow emergency vehicles off the side of the road. On Highway 50, there's almost no signs. There's almost no cell phone service. Yeah, we didn't have a sat phone, but we just hoped that we wouldn't break down. And when it comes to radio stations, you know, as you leave Ely, on your way to Eureka, there's a sign that says, welcome to America's loneliest highway. And then, you know how you hit seek. I don't have Sirius on, I don't have Sirius on the, um, I don't have Sirius on my radio. But, so what you do is you hit, you hit street, you hit street, um, You hit um, speak, and the next thing you know, you find a station. One, you know how it just goes through the lineup and through the lineup? Well, all of a sudden, a station pops up, 92.7. And you know what the jock says? Keeping you company on America's loneliest highway. So then you pull out of Eureka. And the next town... Austin, not Austin, Texas. And you got to remember to see the sign on some of the businesses that say, Official Nevada Highway 50 Survival Guide stamp. So you get your stamp. So you pull into Austin. You know where you get your stamp in Austin? The gas station. (laughs) Because that's about all that's there. And you're about halfway on the ride. So what do I do? I gas up. You don't want to be on that highway wondering where the next services are. If they happen to have a sign on the highway, it might say, Next services, 88 miles. Next services, 90 miles. We would go absolutely crazy in most of our lives if that was the way it was, where we happened to drive, where we happened to live. And then when you leave Austin, you go up to Fallon, F-A-L-L-O-N. And you could continue past Fallon to Carson City. You continue on to Reno. But I'm swinging back because I'm taking a road down to Vegas. I'm not going to Vegas, but I'm taking the road that goes there. And in Fallon, I stopped by the museum. They're very proud there. And you know that quote that we've often heard? And I'm paraphrasing, and I don't have it in front of me. But it's basically... For those who have fought for our freedoms, for those who have served their country, freedom has a special feel that those who have not will never completely understand. Well, that comes from a soldier out of Fallon, Nevada. Yep, unbelievable, huh? So at any rate, also, Fallon has a dedication, dedicated area to a gentleman that. Was the recipient of the Congressional Medal of Honor, the only man from Nevada to ever receive it. It was was, was just very nice. So, listen, let's take a break. We'll come back. Do you know what movie was filmed in Fallon, Nevada? I'll tell you about that when we come back on the Mike Boyle Restaurant and Travel Show. Very welcome back to the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. If you're with me, you're in Fallon, Nevada. F A L L O N. You know what's in Fallon, Nevada? a naval air station. And you know what they do at that naval air station in Nevada? You say, wait a minute, what's the Navy doing in Fallon, Nevada? That's where they train Top Gun pilots. And that's where the area was used in the movie Top Gun. And if you're driving on America's loneliest highway, you can see the valleys. You can envision where Maverick and Goose We're flying. And all over Fallon, Nevada, and as you come in on Highway 15 and as you leave, going south, there are signs that say low-flying aircraft. In other words, they don't want you to freak out (laughs) as you see all of these aircraft. All right, so then you say, well, we've done America's Loneliest Highway, We've got our passport stamps. So now let's head south. All right, let's do that. Let's head south out of Fallon. And we're going to go down to Hawthorne. And in Hawthorne, there's an army base. And you know what's stored at that army base in Hawthorne, Nevada? As you come over the rise, coming south, on 95, you see a sign that says Hawthorne Army Base, the storage facility for the largest ammunition depot in the world. And you will see the bunkers for as far as the eye can see, because you know how you store ammunition. I'm not talking about you in your house. I'm not talking about you at your work. I'm talking about when you have the volume needed. They store it in an underground bunker. And then there'll be a mound of dirt over the concrete with a door. And those mounds were as far as the eye can see. And you know what else they do? They're very proud of their American service people. So that as you get on the road and as you leave in Hawthorne, you're going to go east a little while. And then you're going to get back on 95 South because on the road 95, as you head to highway six into Tonopah, highway six, highway 95, there's a sign and it says this section of highway is dedicated to our American service veterans of world war one. You think, wow, that's pretty nice. And then you drive maybe another half mile, maybe three quarters of a mile, another mile. And there's another one that says this section of highway is dedicated to our veterans of World War II. Another mile to our veterans of the Korean War. Another mile, Vietnam. Another mile, the Cold War. And finally, another mile to those who have served in the war on terror. I mean, you know what? You just see so many flags out in these places and you see so many veteran memorials. It's just, it really is something. I mean, it's just thoroughly enjoyable. So then as you leave Hawthorne, you start, you have to head East just a little bit and it's highway six, it's highway 95. And you pull into Tonopah. Well, you know, Maybe we'll try to find a little bit of that song. I've been to Tucson to Tucumcari.
0: And I've been from Tucson to Tucumcari. The to, to Tonopah. Driven every kind of rig that's ever been made. I've
1: been to Tucson. And I've been to Tucumcari. Had a wonderful Mexican meal at the Pow Wow. In Tucumcari, New Mexico. Tehachapi to, to Tonopah. Well, I decided I wasn't going to stay in Tonopah, so I headed south because I knew I was also going to go through Tehachapi, but drove south to a town called Beatty. Not Beatty, like Bobby Beatty, the old Olympic skier from Colorado. Beatty. and stayed in maybe the nicest motel, a small town, stayed in maybe the nicest motel six you can imagine. There's a stagecoach casino right next door. Had ourselves an absolutely wonderful time. Thought that I might cross over into Death Valley and stay. There's a couple of inns in Death Valley. Did you know that? Think 500 a night. Sold out. You say, Mike, sold out in the middle of winter? Yeah, because an awful lot of people like to go in the winter. When they can hike and see stuff. I'll talk about Death Valley here in just a moment. But at any rate, enjoyed ourselves thoroughly. Now, if you continued on 95 for about another hour and a half, you'd go to Las Vegas. Yeah. Doesn't that give you a nice alternative? Doesn't that give you a nice way to get to Las Vegas and not have to go on the interstates? I will tell you this, that in hundreds of miles from when we entered on Highway 50 in Baker, Nevada, up to Fallon, down to Tonopah and Beatty, and out of Beatty into Death Valley, you want to know something? I never saw a state trooper. And let me tell you something, folks. The, the speed limits out there are wide open. And I'm also going to tell you this. When there are speed limits, to me, they're a suggestion. When there are speed limits, like in Utah with 80, my attitude is game on. I'm going to get going. But it was really, really a nice drive. So when we left Beatty, we went into Death Valley. All right? And before you get there, There's ghost towns all over the place. There's a place called Rhyolite. Now, you know what? We've got a Rhyolite quarry down in Castle Rock. But at one point, this village had 8,000 people, built a railroad that came through so that they could get the Rhyolite out of there. And with 8,000 miners, you can imagine yeah, they had a barbershop and they had a judge, but they also had bars. And they also had some other activities that some of the people that are minors might enjoy. Did you know, and then there is a sculpture depiction of the Last Supper there. I took a picture. If you follow me on social media, check it out. Pretty fascinating, pretty interesting. And then we drove a few more miles, and we entered into Death Valley. Did you know that Death Valley is the largest national park. I know some of you are saying, "No Mike, no it's not." I didn't finish. In the contiguous in the contiguous 48 states. Yeah, the biggest is Wrangell up in uh, Wyoming. I had forgotten. I hadn't been to Death Valley in years. I had forgotten that there were places I mean, you literally pull in, and it's twenty-five, thirty miles to Furnace Creek, which is typically the hottest place on the planet every July, every August. Then you go another 17 miles to an area called Badwater, 282 feet below sea level, the lowest elevation point in North America, maybe the world for all I know. We took a picture there. Kind of fun, don't you think, getting to see that? And then you stopped off at places like Artisan Canyon. And you know what? They've got those rocks, some sort of volcanic activity that had all different colors on the rocks. You know, we've got a place in Colorado. You don't have to go to Death Valley to see it. Go down east of Colorado Springs out of Calhoun. There's a place called the Painted Mesa, and it will explain how the Indians knew to take these colors from the rocks, what caused the colors in the first place, how they could take colors from the rocks to put coloring into their headdresses and feathers and so forth. So you don't have to go all the way to Death Valley to see it. You can go do it out in Calhan, Painted Mesa. And by the way, stop off at the Rooster Bar out there. They've got a wonderful restaurant, big portions, wonderful, wonderful food. This is the restaurant show. And then, of course, you drive through. Do you realize that when you leave Death Valley, when you're thinking about the size of Death Valley, when you leave Furnace Creek, you go about 30 miles to Stovepipe. And then to leave the park, you drive 57 miles. Yep. Yep until you are out of the park. So absolutely fascinating, absolutely beautiful. Um, you could take little drives. You could take little hikes uh, while you were there. And obviously it's a lot easier to go for hikes when it's February, when it's winter, when it's cool weather, as opposed to, um, as opposed to the summer. But you know what? You see people out there running, they're working out, they're getting in uh, – They're getting in a lot of exercise. One of the other things that I did in Death Valley was I went to the Borax mine. Remember growing up, Death Valley days, I didn't do my homework. I should have looked up the name of the guy that was the guy that starred in that show. And remember how they got the Borax out on 20 mule teams, 20 mules. Going two miles a day. It took them a month to get this borax where they needed to go. Unbelievable. I remember my dad putting together a 20-mule team You could get a kit. He had a wood base and he put it together every chain link, fastened to every furrow. It was fascinating. All right, let's take a break and come back and wrap up the segment with Mike Borlester. back to the final segment, this special edition, special hour of the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, America's Loneliest Highway. And I realize that this stuff isn't maybe for everybody. But I will tell you this. I love it. I love seeing America. I I just love meeting the people. And, 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 and you know what? They're so unaffected in so many of these places. They're just, like I said, they're this, what my dad would call the salt- Of the earth. And speaking of salt, borax. So remember, you used to get Boraxo, the soap. Well, do you know that on these wagon trains or these borax trains, 20 mules, two miles a day, how much water they had to carry? The wheels on the carts were seven feet high. If you want to feel insignificant, stand next to one of those. I took a couple of pictures. I posted them on social media. If you'd like to take a look at those, it will help you understand just a little bit. And you know what? One of the things that I noticed driving into Death Valley out of Beatty, U- uh, Beatty, Nevada, we saw a bunch of wild burros. And you almost find yourself wondering if 150 years ago, When the mines dried up and they moved on, if they just turned some of these burrows loose, kind of like the chickens on Kauai, they didn't turn them loose, but the hurricane turned them loose. And now there's chickens all over the place. You know what I'm talking about. But it was kind of fascinating seeing these guys. And uh, you know what? They were just kind of minding their own business. One other thing we saw on the trip, a guy named Tom Kelly. This is right as you enter Death Valley. A guy named Tom Kelly built a house, an entire house, in one of the ghost towns out of bottles. There's over 50,000 bottles. And you say, what do you mean? Like if you laid bottles on the side, and then another stacked another then, stacked another, then stacked another, then stacked another, and the next thing you know, he built a house with 50,000 bottles bottles. It was absolutely fascinating. And then I took a two-lane. I went into Tehachapi, And um, not really much there. Nice people. they got a wonderful barbecue restaurant called The Red Barn. They've got a wonderful steakhouse called Jake's. But uh, And then kind of worked my way over to Santa Barbara to visit my daughter and son-in-law. And yes, we drove right through two counties that were under evacuation orders. Yes, we drove right through the atmospheric river. Well, you know what? I think that meteorologists sit around. What a friend of mine used to say, there's two professions in the world where you never have to be right, but you can make a lot of money. One's be a weatherman and one's be a stockbroker. And uh, don't bother calling me. if Those are your professions. I don't want to hear about it. But at any rate, Evacuation orders for Ventura County. We drove through it. Evacuation order for Santa Barbara County. We drove through it. <laughs> did we get some rain? Yeah, of course, but I'll tell you what. What do they say? I believe it's the SAS. In the British Armed Forces says, he who dares wins. And we won. We had an absolutely sensational time. It was a great trip. And uh, you know what? I might write a blog on it. I haven't done it yet. But one of the other things that I always let you know is if you're thinking about taking a trip like this, don't hesitate to call me. I'll give you some suggestions. I had done the research when I did the previous hour. And in doing the research, it got me all fired up. It kind of turned me on, kind of got me excited. So I went out and did the trip. And maybe I've inspired you to take this trip. Look it up. America's loneliest highway. You will see pictures. I'm telling you something. I've said this when I was in Zion. Arches. Watching a sunrise on Haleakala. Summiting on Kilimanjaro. You drive America's loneliest highway. And if you don't believe in an almighty God... I don't know what you believe in because it's absolutely spectacular territory, absolutely unbelievable scenery. I know you can see Nevada. Isn't it nothing but desert? No, I'm sorry, folks. There's a little bit more to it than that. And, uh, and it's really, really worth the drive. So periodically we're going to do, uh, a uh, little segments like this, little special hours. And, uh, Hopefully you enjoy them. So I'd love to get your thoughts. You can send me an email, Mike at Mike Boyle.com. But uh, you know, I've been to all 50 States. I've done it twice. Did it once on my own, did it once with my daughter. And it's amazing what's really out there. Some of the little cafes, some of the little bars, some of the little places to stay that you can find. So hopefully you enjoyed it. That wraps up this hour, special edition hour of the Mike Boyle restaurant, movies, books, Sports and Travel Show. Don't forget to check out my website, mikeboyle.com. Send me an email, mike at mikeboyle.com.
0: Put my ass <laughs> in a lawn
1: chair, toes in a clay. Now don't worry in a world of PBR on
0: the way. Life is good today. Life is good today.